welcome to the sanctuary, a safe space to speak from the heart. I'm your host, Israel, and my guest today is Sizwen Glovu, the Chief Technical Officer of Pineapple in South Africa. Thanks for coming to the sanctuary today. Thanks for having me, Israel. Very excited to uh, be a part of this. Yeah, you know, so I, I subscribe to Tech Cabal. And I saw your interview, I was like, okay, I need to find out more about this guy. I check your LinkedIn, it's like super interesting. And then I reached out to you. I'm really, really grateful you said you'd be able to come on. Um, so what does, you know, you keep hearing with all these tech companies as chief technical officer. What exactly does a chief technical officer do in a tech company? Yeah, man, I think... Uh... So first and foremost, I, I think just as people, we shouldn't kind of be too hype on the titles. You know, the titles always just make us think, you know, like it's it's elsewhere, you know, as opposed to, you know, uh, we generally <laughs> obsess about that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because um, we're looking for heroes in this life. So, ish, yeah, I have some type of feelings about that. But to answer your question, um, yeah, CTO... Basically, as I said in that interview, I just keep the computers running, man. I keep the the the, the lights on. I keep the servers running. I make sure nothing crashes. So yeah, that's that's my job, basically. Explained to like dummies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I remember you saying that, and I'm curious, right? Like, uh, like was computers something you've always loved, or how did you get into studying and? Uh, Working on computers. Uh, no, I always, I always did love computers. So it actually started with, I remember um, as a kid, I, I was very fascinated um, first because I've, I've got quite a strong creative side. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of creative things that I just like in general. But, you know, as a child, I used to look at billboards and... Um, logos and things and i used to ask myself like how did they actually design these things um given my limited knowledge of software that was available on computers at the time um i used to compare like you know your like your mcdonald's logos and all these mainstream logos and i think do they use like microsoft word to create these things like word art you know i don't even remember <laughs> the word art thing yeah right. but i used to try and recreate a lot of yes, these logos yes, and, like word, word, yes. Yeah, I, I used to I used to try and recreate a lot of these logos on on word art. Obviously, that never worked, but that's where the fascination for like technology started. Um, I was using my my, mm. my my dad's laptop because he had one um, with his job, and then from there it went from graphic design to websites. And then I was like, how do they make websites? And I started teaching myself how to make websites at the age of like ten, eleven, using Microsoft front page. And I was like, I'm going to add a logo to a website. And I used to do that. And it just looked like terrible. But it was still like a fascination of mine. <laughs> and from there, from there, it just carried on. When I was 12 years old, I was also taking uh, um, uh, computers uh, studies at school as well. And then we were taught how to like give instructions to this thing. It was, I think it was an app called Specs. And you have to give instructions. It moves like left, right, whatever. It was like entry level, like basic programming. And then from there, there was this other thing called the Game Maker where you could make a game basically with like sprites. And my obviously, with my, my, with my graphic design uh, interest at the time, 
I used to download these sprite sheets, basically, which is essentially like different pictures of a moving uh, a character in the in the game. And I manually would cut them up and I'd create a game there. And I would do that. I did that at the computers of school. And I remember that um, I tried installing that same application on my father's laptop, but it wouldn't work. But it still didn't stop mm. from creating a game. And I created like a 10 level game. Like it was the wow. biggest. Wow. Yeah, I like I went all in for this game, but it couldn't run. So I, I never knew how the game ran, but I created this game. And there were like 10 mm. levels deep and everything, but I didn't ever get to run it. I'm very sad about that. And then, yeah, that, that that was like from primary school. Then high school, I think I did IT. It was the the subject I most excelled in. It was at my highest mark when I finished high school. And then I studied computer science um, uh, in Cape Town at at at, at the University of Cape Town. And then, yeah, that's where everything started. So now I'm here. <laughs> Coding, coding is something. I mean, like, uh, coding is something that for most people is a little bit scary. What do you enjoy? About, like, do you enjoy it? And if you do, what do you enjoy about it? I definitely enjoy coding. Um, I, I, I like problem solving in general. I like, um, you mm. know, applying my mind and critically thinking, and I'm always trying to develop that. Um, I always want to become better. I'm just a naturally curious person. Um, and Mm. what I really enjoy about, about having the ability to code, you know, and that, and I'd recommend why everyone, it's not easy, obviously picking it up, but I mean, if you definitely want to learn how to code, go that direction. It is for the simple fact that you can literally think of anything and just make it, you know, (laughs) which I think is, it's Mm. like, that's amazing. The fact that you can just whatever idea you have, you can just manifest it, you know, and there it exists. Like it went from a thought to an actual thing. (laughs) And I think that's our advantage over accountants, over um, a lot of other academic fields. The fact that we can just create the thing out of our heads. Like I think, yeah, programming for me, that's Mm. the most beautiful thing. Like I can sit and think of an idea. We're like, wait, man, how would this actually look? And I can just go and create it. So I love that. I love it. <laughs> do you, do you still do anything creative, like you know, on the side? <sighs> you know, it's it's very tough these days. Um, it's 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 quite tough. But um, I I uh, I mean, look, for all intents and purposes, I'd I'd rather say no because I don't I I don't think there's anything that I I do do like still on a frequent um as a you know on a creative basis like that um but i definitely have a lot of Mm. interest on that on that side of the world um yeah you know i I mean i'm still passionate about graphic design and ux and stuff etc but i don't formally do those things and yeah and then i did a couple Mm. of things in my Mm. past you know which yeah <laughs> so, like, uh, how was it in Cape Town, though? Um, why did you decide to go to Cape Town to study, and how was the time you were in Cape Town? So, actually, so when I grew up, I, I mean, I grew up all over South Africa. I was born in uh, KZN, KwaZulu Natal, then I actually moved to Cape Town. I spent my adolescent years there, then my teenage years I spent in Port Elizabeth and 
and Pretoria. Then obviously I moved back to Cape Town after high school. Um, for me, it was like I was going back to where I was, I I'd grown up. So you know, I saw a lot of friends of mine from from primary school. Reconnected with a lot of them. It was really nice. I was, even being in the city, there was all these familiar things from when you know I grew up there. Um, and then also just the general reputation that you know University Cape of Cape Town has, being like a top university in the continent. It was like a good move in the right direction. Also for computer science, the computer science department is excellent. So. Um, and it carries like a good reputation if you obviously if you have that credential. So that was a big motivator. Um, and yeah, man, like, yeah, that, that kind of informed the choice, really. Also, Cape Town is super beautiful, too, if you ask me. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a very beautiful city, man. The, the mountain. I was there like last month, man. Like, it is, it, and it's, it's evolved so much from when I was last there, but. It's so nice. Like there's so many, there's so much to do there. So much, so many restaurants mm. and lifestyle uh, options. You know, if you want to just go to the beach, if you want to, you know, go to a bar and drink, if you want to have dinner, there's so much to do. You know, so yeah, it's a really nice place. Yeah, I fucking love, I really love Cape Town. Um, <clears throat> one thing that really stood out was that you were doing a lot of mentoring while you were studying and just before you actually start working, why was mentoring important to you? So I, that's something I'm, I'm very passionate about. I'm just passionate about just like general upskilling of people. Um, I also exercise it in my job. I make it a point to just really accelerate and develop people like extremely quickly because that impact that it just has on the, on the, on the country actually like, you know, if more people are kind of skilled, upskilled and really know their, their, their worth and their abilities, they can actually do a lot for the country and its economy. Mm-hmm. Um, and because that's how I felt about myself. Like, I remember when I was um, getting into the coding stuff, um, while I was still studying in university, prior to actually um, doing an internship, I, I was just like, in my head, I was just learning code for the sake of it. I never actually believed that I could create anything until mm-hmm. I started this internship. And the internship, obviously, they asked us to create a new product. And um, it was myself and my uh, another intern um, who I was studying with. And we created something. And I was like, wow, I actually made something from nothing. Then mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, well, I'm sure I can do so much more. And I feel like a lot of a lot of people um, don't feel like that. They, uh, you know, they will. A lot of people come from the place where I came from, and I, I see that quite often. Mm. But I just I feel like once that hurdle is, you know, unlocked, you know, and if if imagine you could realize that if you were like ten years old, you know, I know like yeah, like it it there's a great deal of like psychological things that one goes through that stops them from realizing their potential so that's why i'm very passionate about like mentoring and it like the more i learn the more i want to impart on people like very quickly because yeah Mm. like you can imagine how many more entrepreneurs we'll have in the country how many more that just it just means better for for us as consumers and and just the the country as a whole like it's it's so dope Mm. man like i think I think everyone needs to to like upramp people very quickly and just stop being selfish with all the knowledge and stuff that they're sitting on. You know what I mean? 
yeah that that's you know matter of fact but like when it comes to your mentorship how do you approach it then as best as possible i try and almost like get to a point of relation with 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 you know the the, the said individuals or etc that you know i'm working with um at work um you know one thing that's very important i tell everyone prior to even if they like start working with this well, it's actually at work and also not at work but what's very important is that you need to you need to have a vision for yourself so you need to want to become something somewhere down the line so i mean i'll always ask you so what what five ten years from now where you want to be what do you want to do and mm. For me, it's important to know that you're trying to go somewhere so that I can help you get there. Because that's when mm-hmm. you also accept that you need growth to do, you know, and that's yeah. when you'll flourish, you know. That's what, that's how I also know that, you know, you also work towards becoming a better whatever you want to be, developer or, you know, then our our things are aligned now. Like both of us mm-hmm. are now working towards the same place. So. The likelihood of us fighting or anything is down. Now it's all like we both have a, the, the same place we're both trying to go to, we're trying to get you to. So let's work towards mm. getting you Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great approach. I love that. Did you have any mentors, you know, before, while you're on, on your, while you're beginning your journey? So I didn't, you know, and that for me is the very unfortunate thing. So I mm. feel like if there was someone who was there, who could have told me nice and early, you know, uh, a lot of these things because I, I learned a lot of the, these things late in life i feel like a lot of people who i was with like during the journey even from like being a student etc they were well exposed to these things because maybe they had mentors or i don't know some sort of like uh you know head start in this thing um and i'm trying to give people head starts now because mm. i think once once like if that happens on like a mass scale we'll literally have a different country I don't mm. think people realize, man, the type of stuff that we have like going on. You know? Okay, so let's continue that journey. You finished Cape Town and you did this internship. What was your next step and uh, things that led you to Pineapple? Cool. So Cape Town, I was studying there. I finished. Um, but I had a friend over there, one of my really good friends. Um, she She was studying marketing and she entered a competition there. Um, the multinational wine and spirits company. Um, and we entered this marketing competition. I was a, a tech guy and then we had a finance person as well, another friend of ours. And then we won the South African league and it was like, oh, okay, that's nice. Mm, wow. Let's see what happens from here. And then they took, they flew us to Paris for the international league and we competed with all these other countries in Europe. Um, the EMEA region, Europe, Middle East, Africa. But it was mostly European countries and then South Africa. And obviously for us, we we really, like we took this as for the opportunity that it was. We were like, guys, we're not going to play around here. We want to win this thing because <laughs> it's going to mean a lot to all of us. Right. And yeah, man. And we went there, gave it our all, and we won the competition with uh, Russia. Dope. Yeah. So that then won us internships uh, with the company in in and around um, Europe. So I moved to Paris 
and I did an internship there at the innovation group, the interns of the innovation group they had. And then my friend moved to Dublin, um, where she's still based. But now, well, actually, yeah, she's still based there. Yeah, but now she's also doing great things, man. Like, it's crazy. But it was it was so dope. Like, I think that launch pad, obviously, to moving and getting the international experience was really crazy. Mm. So I spent a year in Paris. Um, I became so French, bro. I was like French, bro. I was like French, French. <laughs> <like. laughs> Did you have to learn, I, to, speak you have to, learn to speak French? Well, you can't get by with English there. Like, it serves you no purpose. So it was really difficult because I didn't get lessons or anything. I For me, I just reached, I, about three months in, I reached the point of frustration. I was like, I'm, I'm angry. I'm upset that I cannot do anything in the city. I mean, one of the, like, <laughs> the dopest cities in the world and i cannot do anything i can't even buy vegetables bro like you go to the till they don't have pictures of the vegetables they have the, the, the names and i'm like i don't know what i'm buying here <laughs> it was so frustrating oh my god was, that's funny it was the most frustrating experience and i got so mad then i was just like you know what i'm gonna learn this damn language yeah and I just went to iTunes and I downloaded this podcast of learning French. And I was just like, you know, I had a whole algorithm. I was like, I need to know how to, like, I need to learn my tenses. I need to learn how to say things in the past, present, future. I need to know how to ask and, you know, all these, like the constructs of the language. And then once I had that down, it was just a matter of learning the actual words. Like, what does mm. this mean? What does this mean? Within three months, I was fine. Oh, nice. But it was, wow. the, it was the toughest three months of my life. But yeah. <laughs> I made that hurdle. After that, like my last six months, I was quite comfortable. And even now I can still, I feel still quite comfortable. I can go back and I'll be good, you know? Wow. Wow. So uh, what did you do after that internship? Yeah. So I, I actually moved back to uh, South Africa. I had this whole plan. I was just like, yo, I'm going to start my own thing now. I even had this whole app that I'd been busy on the side. It's kind of like what Slack is today. Like a oh. public Slack, yeah, but it's it wasn't necessarily like meant for corporate. It was like a, I was trying to do another social network, which is a bad idea. Do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> no one's Why, is it, Why is it a bad idea? Because no one's gonna move from Facebook or Twitter. Everyone's accustomed right, to that. Now right, you try right, to take right, them right, off that. Right, right, right. Yeah, good luck, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> so <laughs> I moved back to uh, South Africa, and I was just like, okay, because I had a really good earnest conversation with my 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 boss um um where i was working in france such a such a cool well my two bosses actually um this one lady and this other guy really cool people man they like really mentored me and and really helped me like catch the ropes in when i was in paris um and i told them you know my deepest desires i was like yo man i really like i've learned so much here i, I want to go back to my country and like start doing more exciting things, you know, and they were like, Sizwe will support you, whatever, whatever. Mm. And then I came back to South Africa. I moved to, I moved back home to my mom in Port Elizabeth because she lives there. And um, I I spent two years there. I was just, I had this idea. I was like, I'm going to freelance on the side and then I'm going to use that capital to then push this thing. Um, but then obviously business was, was, you know, a lot tougher because I had actually left France. Um, so... Then I was just like, okay, you know what, maybe I need to just get a job. And then I applied for a job and I got in Johannesburg and I moved here 2017. And I was living in, in Bramfontein in Joburg CBD. 
Um, and I was working in Pretoria. So I used to oh, do wow. a commute. Oh, wow. That's yeah, a crazy drive every day. Well, I didn't, I didn't drive. I took the train. But the, yeah, train the train, the how yes, train. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The how train, yes. I took the how train. But it was a crazy commute, you're right. Like, oof, it was such a, like, it was like, yo, it's a very long way. Um, but funny enough, that's actually how I met the guys at Pineapple on one of these trips on the train. They were there. I was there. Um, and the one guy, um, Nda, I knew him from university. Um, we weren't friends. It's just like we just knew each other because we were studying two completely different things. Mm. Um, and bumped into each other on the train. I saw him there with the two co-founders. And it was just like, hey, man, catching up, whatever, whatever. Had a little tech talk, talking, you know, nerdy stuff between us and whatever, whatever. And then they were like, yo, man, you should join the team, man. And I was like, um, yo, guys, I'd love to. It's just that I'm, I'm you know, I've got a, I'm, like, I have a job right now, so... Maybe let's see how things go in the future in this chat. Cool, man. And then that was around June. And then December, uh, yeah, like I had a chat with my boss at the time. We're like, yo, man, dude, nothing's working over here. Let's cut our losses. Because he was also trying to start like his uh, a thing. And I was trying to help him, but it just wasn't working out. And I was like, okay, cool, man. Let me look for something else. And I started applying for jobs. And then I remember, hey, man, this guy's a pineapple. want to chat. And then went back, had a conversation. And yeah, man, then I, I joined. I was the first employee, employee wow. number one. That's my bragging rights there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, uh, beginning of February 2018, I joined Pineapple. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't a CTO then. I was just like a developer. And then, yeah, wow. I worked my way up the ranks. <laughs> so, so I guess, like, uh, what, I, I mean, apart from you knew the guy, what attracted you to Pineapple? Um, so the first main thing from my own, from my own, uh, in terms of what I was looking for, because I was now living in the province of Gauteng, right? Well, in Johannesburg, um, you know, finance runs the city. Like, you know, even a lot of the, my friends were, they like working investment banking, and, like consulting for companies, et cetera, et cetera. So very finance focused. So I told myself that I want to work within the finance space. I want to get into something that's financially related. Mm. Um, I didn't know that insurance and finance, like by book definition, are like, well, at its like first principles, actually two different things, but still they're, they're both in the financial services. Um, mm. And that's when I, that, that was one motivator. I was like, okay, here's a company in the financial services. But in addition, it's not, it's not a corporate, it's a startup. You know, and I want to work in startups. Like that was my thing. I was like, I want to help. I want to gain that experience in building something and make and seeing it become something uh, one day. But then also, um, the actual way that pineapple works, like the model itself, was just was very intriguing to me. Um, and the idea of building that, I think, was like an amazing challenge. I was just like, yo. This is definitely something that I, I want to be associated with and involved because I genuinely believe, you know, in the in the in the um, the premise and the ability of the company and what you know we what we can do for the insurance industry as a whole. Mm. Um, and yeah, man, it was just it was very exciting and yeah, I was just just to think about the things that um, Pineapple could do in terms of the industry itself, but you know also like you know, like internally, like, you know, with the stuff that we get, the upskilling we do, the, 
the changing like you know corporate culture i guess like one day like you know in the in the in the future just how businesses move and work just kind of reinventing that or that whole thing just excites me you know so um, so what yeah. is pineapple so pineapple is an it's it's a it's an app that you um well, that's the that's our primary way of, of um, business. It's an app that you, you can download to your iOS or Android device. Um, currently, we're only in South Africa. Um, or we do, there is also America, but um, it's more of a, a B2B thing um, that uh, we currently have going on over there, which we can speak to later. Um, it's a mobile app that you download to your device and you use it to ensure anything that's close to you so that the, the two current products that we offer are um you know all risk which is basically anything that moves um so your cell phone you know your um your your glasses your apple watch your laptop you know anything that can that moves with you generally you know um okay except for couple of items except for artwork okay artwork wouldn't necessarily move with you i don't think it would um but yeah the, for the most part internet that you can just you know kind of travel with and then we also like to ensure your, your motor vehicle so you can get coverage on your car um also via the app as well and we also have a website where you can also um, get coverage on your car as well so you can um sign to the pineapple app and get cover on your on your vehicle um and it's basically as easy as taking a picture of the item and we have some ai at the back that looks at the picture and determines what is it that we've taken a picture of here and it asks you to confirm is this a watch is this your glasses or is this a phone you know and if you say yes then we can price you very quickly um, you just add the name and price of the item and we give you back a price um and if it if the item was miscategorized, you could just say no and categorize correctly. If you're happy with the price, you just say add to your basket. You can add more items if you want, or you can just proceed with that item. Continue filling your details, filling the bank details, and you're covered instantly. Wow. Um, yeah. So yeah, you can get you can get covered like in 90 seconds, literally. Mm. You know, I wish there was something like that uh, when I was in Cape Town. Because, like, cell phones are, like, you got to insure your cell phones. It's just nowhere. Like, you got, I mean, it's not a, about someone picking it up or being hijacked or whatever. You can just drop it somewhere, you know. I remember one time um, I was, like, in the parking lot. I went to pay my ticket. Uh, but, like, I had my hands full. So I had to drop my phone on, on top of the thing. Paid the ticket and I left, but I left my phone on top, you know. So yeah, yeah. And that so phone was like, gone, my friend. Right, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. So like, uh, enjoying cell phones is important. I saw it and I was like, wow, this is brilliant because it's a whole thing, you know. You have to like call someone and then wait on the phone and then listen to this silly music and then someone will tell you and. Oh man, it's a process. So like from here, you snap it and you just get through to it. And like it's monthly, right? I guess like your the premiums. Yeah, every month. Just I mean, yeah, you know what you're paying. So yeah. <laughs> wow! 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 And how long have you been here now? Uh, Pineapple was launched July 2018. 
Yeah. Oh, I watch man, your market your marketing department is insane. I love the ad, the the but shit happens ad, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, so my, my, my CMO, she's on fire, Nicole. She's uh she's really, really good. All those ads you see, it's because of her. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I should reach out to her because I'm like curious, like you know, my thing, I love commercials. But lately, they are like trash ones. But when you see a good commercial, it's like, oh, my God. Uh, people really sat down and thought about this. And it's like, you see that and you know right away what solution, what this thing is a solution for, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, um, one thing I neglected to mention, actually, the you know, the, the, the primary, um, what do you call it? The, the claim to fame of pineapple. Essentially, what we do is we try and introduce the aspect of community back into insurance, which is obviously what insurance was at the beginning. You know, people would come together to protect themselves. So it's very similar to like uh, what is called in South Africa stock files. I'm not sure yeah. if you've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. So basically, a bunch of people kind of coming together, putting in money, and, you know, uh, circulating it amongst each other. So the way the way that the pineapple model works, it, it kind of you know works off that kind of model. So what happens is with all the premiums that you pay, they essentially what happens is uh, pineapple takes fifteen uh, percent just as running costs to pay our devs and keep our lights on, etc. Mm -hmm. And then there's another fifteen percent which goes to reinsurance. So reinsurance, think of it as insurance for insurance companies. <laughs> So it's basically to say, like, no matter what happens, if there's a you're claim covered. that you have, it yeah, you're covered, you know? Then what's left of, of that premium is actually yours. Like, it goes back into your, um, goes back to in the form of points, basically. And what happens is, um, as claims happen on the system, they get distributed against all members of the pineapple system, of the pineapple mm. community. So we work different from, from traditional uh, um, insurance companies where they kind of collect premium, collect, 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 and then when the claim comes, then they have to pull from all of that and pay you. But you, you can see from that why they wouldn't want to pay you because right. that's the profit. Right, right, yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> whereas, <laughs> whereas on our side, we just take a fixed fee, that 15%, and, well, we can't make any more cash. Like, that's that. So mm. we don't have an incentive, obviously, to deny on that basis. Um, but the, the, the nice thing is that um, you can actually stop or you can choose or, you know, who, whose claims you want to contribute to more than others by making friends and adding connections on the app. So, Ooh, like, can Pineapple members chat with each other or on the app or is that, is that a function? So it's not per se chat. It's just connecting. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I connect with you, I send you a request to connect, and then you accept. So now we're connected, we're binded now, which means that if a claim happens, like if, if I claim, well, let's say if you, yeah, yeah it, you will contribute more to my claim because you connected and vice versa. If you claim, I'll contribute more to yours. And you can essentially build your circle big enough to the point where you are independent of the rest of the community and you're, and you're only paying for the claims of everyone in your circle. Mm. So if all of you guys are all responsible, and you don't claim, you're getting like all your money that. back. Yeah. Yep. 
exactly yeah. because another thing that I, that i saw while i was checking out the website is the drive less get blessed <laughs> you know the blessing thing is like a really south african term so when i saw that one i cracked <laughs> but then i read it and like it makes sense so your app is really really powerful because you also have to like track people while you are driving and stuff yeah yeah so basically um when you insure your vehicle when we give you prices you get two prices you get a price if you drive under 300 kilometers per month and you get a price if you drive over 300 kilometers per month and basically um if you drive less than 300 kilometers per month which is if you drive less you then get blessed so you pay less premium um which is that's that's essentially the model of 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 how that works um and yeah it's a uh, we we're able to do that um and not necessarily through the actual devices gyrometics um you know because sometimes your phone will be off or right, something you know right okay so yeah so what happens is when you when you take our cover and you say you want to opt in for the program we'll just get a tracker installed in your vehicle and that's how we monitor everything and then yeah okay that's an, like an add-on and stuff like if, if i if i sign up for that do i have to pay for that tracker or i just get it no you get it it's like it's wow. a part of the deal man yeah holy shit <laughs> yeah you should you should be here right now <laughs> yeah yeah like you know because like you know insuring your car your phone your laptop cameras do you guys do that too yeah we do because like um, I, when i was in uh cape town I, I studied film so i had like access to cameras and like cameras are really expensive but they are easily like you know they are small enough that it could get lost or missing or whatever so um, I remember, like, you'll be in school, and then you have to take the camera out, like, but you kind of have, he signed on your name. The school never explicitly say that if he's lost on your watch, is on you, but they gave hints. <laughs> <laughs> they gave hints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, doing that is great. So, like, now I'm going to ask you, like, you would ask some of your mentees, what is in uh what's in your plan for the next five, ten years? My personal plan or Yeah, um, personal first. Let's start with personal. Then we get to pineapple. Um I, pineapple is part of the personal plan, right? Right. Um yeah, look, the the I mean, look from from my point of view, I'm like we're trying to build a unicorn here, man. Like we need this thing to like pop. So we're really just working towards building the, the, the business. I myself also want to contribute there. I think um, a lot of my personal, I feel like a lot of my personal self-development is in line with, you know, the development of Pineapple. And mm -hmm. I want to see it succeed um, just so I can also, you know, <laughs> get that self-validation of like, okay, you are helpful, this, this major thing. So that's mm -hmm. a very key role. Um, and yeah, look, I mean, in and amongst that, it's gonna like it's a journey. Obviously, you know, uh, building up a company. I just want to make sure that I'm always still having fun. I'm always enjoying myself. I'm always, um, I'm always learning every day. I want to mm. make sure that I just I keep improving as a person. I also just want to improve like as a as a leader. You know, um, you know, like leading people and working with people. I want to just become a better person as a whole, so that it can just reflect in every other facet in my personal life. Um, 
and I just want to keep building in that avenue, man. You know, um, mm. yeah. Wow, that's uh, I'm I'm gonna let you go, but uh, I need to I need to ask this: if you're not doing what you were doing now, what would you be doing? If I wasn't, I mean, how what like how how far do you want to take it? If I wasn't working, yeah. If you're, if you're not doing IT, pineapple, all this stuff, what would you be doing? Probably be like uh, in the creative space somehow, like maybe like a graphic designer or yeah. Let, let me say, yeah, probably like a graphic designer. Um, probably doing that actually. Actually, if I wasn't even in the creative side at all, I probably would be like a lawyer here. Oh wow! Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I know that, was, that was my second choice. I I I value that debate, you know, like yeah, that that reasoning and finding the solution and arguing. <laughs> 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 oh man, uh, Cizwe, this has been great. Thanks for sharing about yourself and uh, about pineapple, of course. I'm kind of jealous you guys didn't come out because, like, the closest thing kind of to you guys was my way. Is it? Is it? Is my way? It's called. But like, you guys are like miles away from my way, right? Because that was the thing that was interesting then. Uh, but like, what you guys are building is great. And like, and like, you guys giving out pineapples to actually launch the company was great too. <laughs> oh snap! You 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 caught wind of that. That's dope. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were out there doing the dirty work, bro. Yeah. Just on the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, thank you so much, CJ, for coming to the sanctuary. I'm really grateful, and I would really like to have Nicole on because I need to talk about those ads. Absolutely, no, I'll, 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 I'll make sure that happens. Don't you worry. Mm. Don't you worry. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you, Israel, man. Thank you so much, and uh, yeah.